Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. Welcome to Two Kids and a Career. I want to continue the conversation with you, Annie and Katie, in part two of this episode. In part one, if you haven't heard it, check it out. But we were talking about uh, our kids. Annie has two girls and a boy, and I have two girls, as you know. And the different things that we want for our children, specifically what I want for my girls. As having girls and as they grow up, does that change you? Yeah, I think that I'm still new to it but one thing that i have talked about on several episodes um self-image yeah (laughs) and i refuse to let them do what i'm doing to myself 100 percent. so i am trying to make sure that i am not talking bad about my body it's an active thing Mm mm-hmm I've, I've talked to my therapist about this, about body image and, and just all that kind of stuff, because I will admit I'm, I'm awful at it. What I see, I, I, it's just it's an awful cycle. And she said that she has noticed she, she's an older woman. And she said, you know, I, I'll admit that when I see some women, I'm thinking, oh, they shouldn't wear that. And she did say that her younger clientele She'll see them wearing certain things and she thinks, oh, I don't know that they should wear that. But they don't care. Yeah. They just don't care. And not in a in a a weird way. They they just that's just not their thing. Like they don't see a, a skirt and think it's too tight or they don't too short. Or right. Anything. They just dress the way they want to dress to be comfortable and what they think they find fitting and fun. And while I'm in there and I'm like I can't wear this because it shows a little bit of my pooch. Do you ever have like, you know, an event, you're going out with your husband and it's something that you really want to do. And then the the day or the evening comes and it's time to get ready and you start putting things on and it almost ruins the yeah. whole experience. Like in a way. It's debilitating sometimes. Yes. Like in a way that I can, I, I've, I can tell my husband everything is awful right now. Like. This is 100% irrational, but we're doing, again, we're doing it to ourselves. And, and, and you get to a place where, you know, I've, I've asked myself this question actively in my mind. What is acceptable? At what point would I see myself and say, you did it, Annie? Mm, like, golly, you've, yeah. you've arrived and you look fantastic. At what point does that exist? And the answer is, I don't think it exists. I think there's this work in progress that I would never be happy with that requires exactly what you're saying when you especially when you have girls of your own the one thing that I want for my daughter is for her to not see herself the way I see myself I want her to see herself the way I see her mm-hmm. and that I mean Ooh. the irrational place like I can think I was going to the Harry Connick Jr 
uh, concert. My husband and I don't get out much. Getting babysitters is a racket, and it's sometimes not worth a hassle. And stuff wasn't fitting the way I wanted it to fit. Turns out I was probably like two days from my period and hormonally out of whack. But like the the depth of despair that it puts you in mm-hmm. and knowing at the same time I am losing it. Like I have lost control, control yes. over rational thinking but still looking in the mirror or looking at, you know, the thigh gap that doesn't exist or the pooch, you know, like I made three people in my body. And that's what I said. I have to start doing and start accepting in episode six. I talk about Carrie Underwood because she just did that thing. And, and, and I said, she puts put on Instagram that um, it was a picture of her working out and how she hadn't bounced back like she had with her first. And I did say it's very easy for every single one of us to judge a celebrity and say they have it all because they're rich and they're famous. And her putting it out there, even though I think she looks fantastic and is amazing and it shows that everybody has these insecurities and it doesn't matter if you're famous or not. And she's having those insecurities. And she kept saying, I am just amazed at what my body can do. That's what I have to remember. I housed two babies and I still, I, right. Mm -hmm. I don't think of it that way and I need to, but you would think of that. If I were telling you how I felt in the bathroom one day, you would tell me Mm -hmm. what you need to hear and you need to believe for yourself. Mm -hmm. And we as women see that with one another and we can build each other up like that. But then when it comes to our own lives, self-reflection, we're like, mm. it's not like we can't do that for ourselves. And and, and we're we're so incredibly hard on our, our, ourselves. I, and I don't I don't want to say that men aren't that way, but I just think they're programmed differently. Totally. And it's never see men waiting in front of a mirror, trying on outfit after outfit, saying this doesn't fit right. Or no. this shirt. You they put why are we doing it? We're doing it. <laughs> For our own personal reflection, but also women. Other women. It's not even for other men. Because men aren't noticing. They aren't. They don't. Instead of going in front of the mirror, my husband gets dressed and he comes to me and says, is this all right? (laughs) I know. Does this match? And I'm like, you're not dressing at the level of nice that I was going to (laughs) dress. Or I don't want to look that nice. You need to tone it down with a t-shirt. When the hell do we realize that too? I don't remember ever realizing that I'm dressing because of other the other women around me i don't remember realizing that in middle school and i did it in middle school i was frantically before school trying to get dressed and figure out what i need to do and what hollister shirt looked great and then all of a sudden in college or something my brain clicked and i'm like oh wow it's self-worth where do you where do you derive your self-worth from and you know there are, there are people in your life who should matter that you should care about what they they think but the truth is, is that there's probably not that many people when it comes to like where you learn to value yourself from that should influence how you actually accept who you are, who, you know, I believe God made you to be. And I th- I guess with age, it seems to me my experience of my first 35 years is that with age, I care less and less what other people are thinking, but I still care. And I still have to work on a regular basis to be nicer to myself. Like, it's almost like 
calm down, Annie. Like, just let it go mm-hmm. or, or move on and come back to this later. And, you know, it, to me, it's interesting, too, for from the radio personality version of me. I don't care. What, <laughs> yeah. I don't, if people want to call in and disagree with me or whatever, uh, you know, today I was hollering at somebody because he wanted to call in and basically tell me how stupid I was. And I'll fight that fight every day. I'll fight that fight for other people. I'll, you know, if, if, if I feel like somebody else needs some backup, I'm there, gloves on, ready to rumble. But I'm the last person to fight for myself internally in my own head. And, and the, the amount of peace of mind that you can get when it comes to learning when and how to accept yourself for who you are and understanding, too, that if there are things that you can improve upon on yourself, you should still work to improve those things. I, I don't necessarily believe in the exactly the way I am right now. I should love everything about me because there are things that I there are lots of things that I can improve upon on myself. But understanding the work in progress Mm-hmm. And like my parenting philosophy is good effort. Try again tomorrow. <laughs> some days are better than others. And and you can have banner days and you can have really, really terrible days. But there's always a tomorrow, God willing. And you can't you can't get caught up in the bad day and produce another bad day. You got to live and learn and, and improve upon Whatever was before, and if it wasn't great before, and you get a chance to wake up and be mama again, that's a blessed day. And for for my kids, like I just think those impressionable little minds. You go, you know, with your kids, if if they see you getting mad at yourself, they see it. Like those kids, they just they know your face. Mm-hmm. They know when your when your mouth is downturned or when your eyebrows are furrowed. They're constantly looking at you. And gauging where's mama at right now. Like now when I ask for something or maybe I do it later, is she okay? And and, and they carry that stress and anxiety to some extent that you do. And, and you know, I, maybe, maybe the body image that your therapist was talking about is people like you who are making that effort to not pass that on to their kids. I don't, I don't know what would be contributing to that hundred percent because I would think social media would make it worse, Oof. but when we consider what we are passing on to our kids, there's a lot of things that we are deliberately trying to pass on our kids, like some stellar athletic career or <laughs> acing the SAT or whatever. But all of these little things are the ones that are going to stick with these kids when they grow up and when they've had our grandbabies and they're sitting in their bathroom with tears in their eyes and anger in their heart because they hate themselves. I mean, that's... Like if I just think if I could give my daughter anything, it would be the willingness to love herself and be willing to always improve upon herself. But knowing that she's good enough just the way she is and that she's loved by other people. Nobody's looking at, you know, no one's looking at your mom pooch. No one's looking at my mom pooch. And it's kind of like narcissistic to be like, well, I guess everybody's (laughs) checking me out all the time and always gauging how hot Annie looks today. Like that's not happening. And I, I I'm not doing it to other people. But it's always in my head yep. about me. Same. I love the conversation and I think it's interesting because I feel like every woman who's mom or not, who's listening to this podcast right now, maybe they're on the treadmill because they hate themselves. Maybe they're on their treadmill because they love themselves. Maybe Eat. they're trying on a ton of dresses in their mirror right yeah. now, seeing which one fits best. Or cooking dinner or whatever. Like, But everybody can relate to those l- rough moments 
and everybody can relate to being in their own head and everybody can relate to wanting to not be. And it's just, it's, it's something that we kind of all share and it's not this war on women. It's almost our war on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you beat yourself? How do you win that game? I just think you have to say good effort and try again tomorrow. <laughs> just keep, keep trying. That's all you can do. And then I guess I just don't want these next generation of girls to be inside their head like this. Yeah. Because it's miserable mm-hmm. at times. I mean, it really is. Investing in what everyone's thinking about you instead of what you think about yourself. And it is nar- narcissistic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you think about that. And exhausting. Yeah. We only have a small percentage of our brain that we get to use every day. And a lot of it. I feel like for women, we're always thinking ahead. We're always like, how can I be the best? How can I be the most nice? Yeah, Yeah, we're worrying. We're constantly worrying. And if we only get to use a small percentage of our brain throughout the day, let's make it count. Let's make it worth something that's positive that we can push back into this world and say, you know what? For you guys as little girls, let's be the best that we can be and show them that we can offer kindness mm-hmm. to everybody. That is like, oh, I wish there was a code that we could crack for positivity and kindness. Yes. That would be the best thing. Now, I'll say kindness is one thing I can do and have in my back pocket. And that is the one thing that I am proud of. You are very good at that. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, like, Katie and I can both, I won't speak for her, but I know that we've talked about it. Like, I don't know how many people understand that our station, 97.1, used to be owned by a different company we were in a different building we got split in half in a in a sale which is the way the, the industry goes and when we came over here really taken aback by how genuinely i've listened to you on the radio for a long time mm-hmm. same thing with courtney and company and mm-hmm. trish and 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 lots of people around here and being able to meet people and and find out that they're like nice humans is a really refreshing thing and, and you are definitely one of those people thank you i will take that compliment because that's one thing that i don't ever want my girls to not be as kind mm-hmm. i hate it it's oh yeah coming over here was like the women you have something in your head that once you go over you're stepping on another woman's territory and i don't know why that is but you go into this mode of putting a shell around yourself because i'm walking into another woman's territory um there's going to be it's going to be highly competitive and that's the personalities we're going to work with without even knowing you guys that's what i thought coming in my mentality and when i met you and i met courtney and i met jen and i met trish every single woman opened up their arms to 971 and was so excited and thrilled to be working with us knowing that we are a heavy political talk radio station and it was never about politics no never about politics like, the the mutual respect that we're just humans trying to make a living too for our families and we're doing this radio thing together i think that that's that like that especially being on 97.1 and having the political exposure that we have we kind of have this assumption that there are people who are just going to hate us. And that's true. There are people who just hate us for our existence. But at, at the other radio stations that we worked with in the past, I was friends with a lot of people who were completely the opposite of, I'll speak for myself, where I am politically. And we'd tease each other about it because they knew that 
me knowing that they were completely opposite of me had no bearing on what I thought about them as humans. You can be an a-hole Democrat and you can be an a-hole Republican. Right. Being an a-hole is a bipartisan problem. (laughs) And I'm going to try not to be the a-hole on this side that you might think originally that I am before you meet me just by assumption. And I'm going to try to make that effort to show you that that's not who I am and just hope that it's received. And coming here, it was just warming to be able to come in and not like be like I said, like I said before, like being prejudiced to other people, assuming that other people are going to think the way we like talk about being in your head and your political view does not have anything to do with being kind. Yeah, it it, it shouldn't. God bless it. Ugh. That's the truth. I think I need being an a-hole is a bipartisan <laughs> issue on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Andy Freyshaw. I think maybe you two should join me again sometime. Let's do yes. it. I want to add one other thing about the body image thing. Think of the last five women you saw today. Okay. Do you know what any of them were wearing? When I go back and look in my mind, and especially like men, maybe they're all wearing the same thing every day. Yeah. I would not. I don't know. I'm not paying attention to it. That's a great observation. And I, I could say, like, I would be going through my clothes. I can't wear that. I wore that last Wednesday. Nobody knows. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. And, and and when you realize that, and then you think to yourself, like, like anybody knows and even more, anybody gives a crap what I wore last Wednesday. Yeah. It's bizarre. It, like, once you put yourself in that frame of mind. Wow. It's bizarre to think about how <laughs> nuts we are as that women. It's so nutty. It because summarizes. I do that. Did I wear this last week? Did I wear it two weeks ago? Who cares? You're right. I have to. Katie knows this. Every <laughs> event I have, I have to go get a new. I mean, it's like a $20 dress at Target. Literally, it's the last yeah, event we last did. One, yeah. I, I bought the dress. 30 minutes before I had to be at the event. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to wear a dress that I was going to wear at another event. I don't know why. And I'm not spending... It's not high fashion. <laughs> it's Tarjay. I am not a fancy person. That's that's my kind of shopping. <laughs> exactly. Trust me. I always talk about, I like to save money. And if I could get you a great deal <laughs> and save you money, then we're friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like... None of us are as as important as we think we are in our own Mm -hmm. head. And while that sounds harsh, it's actually extremely liberating. I do like the think of the last five women you ran into today. That's something to remember. Yeah, it's I don't. And how many of them remember what I'm wearing? They probably all know that I have a ridiculous sunburn. They know that I'm red right now (laughs) because (laughs) it's it's for your baby. Yeah. Yes. I put sunscreen on my kids. And oh, I'm going to tell you one last thing before we wrap up here. In the Gracie Award, this is going to bring this full circle. One of the th- stories that Katie included in the Gracie Award, mm-hmm. which this is actually maybe why I won the award, is I told the story of what happened to me on the way to Disney World. Do you remember what happened to me on the airplane on the way to Disney World? You're going to have to refresh my memory. 5 a.m. flight out of St. Louis to Orlando last year. First time going to Disney World. Family of five in tow, including a two-year-old. And we get on the plane. Plane takes off. And we have not completely leveled out on the way down to Orlando. And I hear all of a sudden this pop. And it sounds like somebody shook a two liter up. And all of a sudden I felt something on me. No. And in my mouth. And the woman in front of me projectile vomited into the seat in front of me. And it deflected back on me into my mouth. No. In my mouth. And I look at my, I'm I'm like. Worst. Oh, 
I'm I am just like stunned because I'm sitting on one side with my son and my oldest daughter and my my husband is sitting on the other side of the aisle one row back with my 2-year-old going <gasps> and I thought I don't know this I did not know this yes, story. I thought it was soda and I'm sitting oh. here and I have I'm stunned and I look to my right and the vomit is on the the window next to me and I look at my son who's sitting next to me on the left I go did that get on you? And he's like, oh, it's just on my leg. <laughs> and, and so I'm sitting there in the seat and, and the attendants are coming to ha- take care of this poor woman. I, as, as much as I really feel sorry for myself in this whole story, I felt bad for this woman, too. And this flight attendant is looking at this woman trying to help her. And she looks back at me and I have like my hands up and I oh. look like I've just seen a ghost. And she looks because are you all right? I go, it's in my mouth. And she goes, do you want some alcohol? And I'm like, yes. yes so I had a shot of whiskey at like 530 in the morning on the way to Orlando because I had somebody else's vomit in my mouth. That and, deserves a Gracie Award right there. And, and it was in. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And so the whole rest of the flight to Orlando, I keep looking back at my husband. He's going, I am so sorry. <laughs> Just mouthing oh. it. And I, I mean, I couldn't like it was on my dress. I was wearing like a like a t-shirt dress kind of thing. And and then we couldn't check in that day until like three. So we I went to breakfast at Chef Mickey's in Disney. Just <laughs> don't mind the vomit on my shoulder. Don't mind the vomit. But I got a free drink of whiskey at five thirty in the morning or something like that. And we got a Gracie World. All thanks to the puke. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Keep your mouth closed on the airplane, folks. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.